In a world where movies were produced like shit through a goose, this is the story of two movie nerds on a mission they weren't supposed to survive. And their obsession that drove them to the edge of madness. But they managed to escape with the bone-chilling stories of action, adventure, mayhem, and love. Starring Miranda Lady Killer Birdall and introducing Raymond El Guapo Craig with a special guest appearance by Sean S. Preston Esquire Ingledew as himself in Cinema Danger Duo, Episode 16, Captain Duo. Hi, this is the Cinema Danger Duo. I'm Miranda. And I'm Raymond. And as always, we're here to discuss three films, spoilers included. This time around, um, for Halloween, we have one that doesn't really necessarily fit the genre, but we have two spooky films and one, I'd say, comedy. And they're going to be Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, Fourth Man Out, and Ouija, I think it's The Origin of Evil, <laughs> the prequel. And uh, our friend Sean Ingledew will be joining us for that one. Yes. Yep. So the first one we're going to tackle is Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, Tim Burton's latest film. Yep. Uh, so she set up the plot for this one. Um, yeah. So this, this is based on um, a book. I haven't written the books. I haven't written. I haven't written them. I haven't read them either. Um, so I don't know how close it comes to the books, but, uh, and also I brought my children to watch this. I didn't realize how really creepy this movie was going to be. I mean, I guess I should have assumed it would be on the creepier side since it is Tim Burton, but it was a little bit scarier than I anticipated. Yeah, uh, well, that's one thing I kind of liked, of course. I'd oh, I did kids. too, but not with kids. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shit. But yeah, it <laughs> definitely has some uh, some good horror elements as far as the, the baddies in it when they kind of transform. Right. Um, you know, there's some yeah. cool designs there. And uh, like, uh, yeah, I agree. I, it wasn't, um, I didn't expect it to be that creepy I thought yeah. it'd be it from the previews you know a little more lighthearted. yeah more of a family like... friendly film yeah. <laughs> I thought but so anyway uh, the story starts out with a young boy who um, I'm trying to remember if he's is he working in the he's working in a store yeah and he is like kind of in charge of taking care of his grandfather who seems to be maybe struggling from Alzheimer's or some kind of dementia or something. Yeah, most of the family thinks he's kind of nutty, but he's uh, grew up with these stories that the grandfathers told him. Right. And um, as things go along, it's, you know, he discovers that some of those things may actually be true. Right. So in the beginning, um, he gets a kind of a frantic telephone call from his grandfather and he leaves work and which was funny because his boss drives him (laughs) <laughs> that whole scene is kind of weird it's this chick and um, in passing they see a man with these crazy white eyes and who is played by Samuel Jackson um, and then when he finds his grandfather at the house everything's tore up he finds him out back and his eyes are missing and basically dies in his arms and um, also in the process he sees a monster 
or thinks he does, and then they're discovered, and then he begins to question what he's seen, and it's this whole thing of if he saw that or if he was just hallucinating from the mm-hmm. trauma of it. And so, yeah, basically, the grandfather gives him these clues to get back to the, the place, place where the stories that he's been telling him since he's been a little boy. Right. This island that's watched over by a bird and. <laughs> this lady and how his grandfather grew up in this orphanage with all these children that had special abilities and so he knows about each child and all the things that they can do and um, it is kind of funny and just silly how he convinces his family to take him on this trip yeah. <laughs> just like it's nothing to pay all this money to go to right well and it's and, and it's uh, part of it is the uh, psychiatrist who says like right. oh this will help him to get over the grieving process and, right. and you later just you know find yeah. out that that psychiatrist is um, the bad, the bad the guy bad. in yeah. disguise yeah so it's it makes more sense that they're kind of goading this whole thing on because otherwise it's kind of a reckless thing for a psycho yeah, <laughs> to say like, like yeah well, just go on all these yeah. extravagant trips right. to Wales or wherever you feel like you yeah know. well in the beginning when that happened I was like what no one would ever recommend that and just be like yeah you need to spend all this money and take your kid <laughs> on this trip and I can't remember the name of the actor who plays his dad he plays a very disconnected father who's not there and and really hasn't made any connection with his son whatsoever and so in a way this trip is looked at as a time that he can bond with his son yeah kind of but he's still not like he's so he always seems very distant it seems like a lot of as with most of these kind of stories it's kind of having an absentee father or the father is dead or whatever right um and in this case the father just doesn't connect he's horrible (laughs) and uh so he he basically like the grandfather was the one he was always had a strong connection to right yeah so he he goes to this location of the home where his grandfather always told him would be and he does discover a home and he does discover these children and this lady who can transform into a peregrine Mm mm-hmm and it's kind of like this weird time loopy yeah so the whole premise for a lot of this and that's where like as an audience member you kind of have to get this part of it to right. really attach to it otherwise it, it, there's a disconnect i think sure. i i totally thought it worked and it wasn't oh, too confusing it. or anything no. but i could see i don't know for kids if they would necessarily get my kids loved it okay they Cause, loved it because basically yeah the idea is that they're stuck in a loop of one day right. so that they these kids don't ever grow old and they're kind of right. protected within this right so loop. they can't be discovered by these bad monster things that you discover throughout mm-hmm. the movie but um yeah no they loved it they they, they were way down with all of it mm-hmm. well and i thought that was kind of cool because it kept bringing you back into that time period right and you uh so it was basically the period where the grandfather kind of discovered all of this and right. so um within like the 40s yeah 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 um but yeah so there's you know connections to to the war and like because the his dad basically writes it off as like oh well grandfather just couldn't deal with the war and there really were monsters but not the kind he's talking about and so that's his his way of just sort of brushing it all into like 
he just could never deal with that and that's why we forgive his craziness but really like there were real monsters and real powers and that sort of thing right yeah so um as he when he enters the home for the first time and he meets all of the children they're exactly as his father has described there are the twins that you don't see their faces they have like sheets, kind of yeah. kooksy. I like I liked kind of the diversity of characters. I did too. Like the kids were what made it interesting to me. Yes. I would say yes. you know there's the one kid who is infatuated with like suits and he's like oh I love your shirt oh and gosh, all this that yeah and he can project things through his eye and so you right. see his dreams which can also be premonitions right and, um, and then the uh, the kind of love interest for the main character, right. how she she floats because she yeah. she's just filled with air, basically, and right. that's kind of her power. And so she has to wear these shoes that keep her grounded, literally. Yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, I I liked that whole. Dynamic. I liked it too because they weren't like your typical special powers that you come across in films. They were. I felt like they were very unique and different. Yeah. And even the the boy that could animate things, right? Make them living. Puts yeah, he puts a heart them. and brain in yeah. them, and then which was pretty creepy. Which he he was kind of a morbid character, and then yeah. you slowly like warm up to him. But it's like, is this kid a bad guy? Like yeah. he's kind of <laughs> because he yeah, animates the dead body disturbing. at one point. Yeah, yes. yeah. it's pretty messed up. Yeah. Um, I liked him though. I really liked him. I like how he had the dolls like fight each other, but at that part was pretty messed up. And that's about the time I was like, uh Oh, I didn't know like what my kids would be. Right. Yeah. It's like, he has all the characteristics of a serial killer. Yes. <laughs> I yes. like to play with dead bodies and right. pretend yeah. they're alive. And then when they, um, do introduce the actual bad monsters, they're really freaky. I'd have to... They Actually, they remind me instantly, and they did it my son, too, of Slenderman. I feel like that's mm-hmm. who they seem to be. Yeah. Um, I don't know, modeled after. I don't know if it's the same in the books, because I, I haven't read them, but sure. um, looked exactly like a Slenderman type uh, bad guy. And they eat eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was also... I don't know, I liked how dark some of it was like not just eyeballs but like preferably the eyeballs of children like it's definitely the kind of it's it's like these epitome of a boogeyman yeah yes and so i don't know like some of that see them right one kid can but that's his one the the main kid's power is that he's the only one who can see yeah you can't see them coming so literally (laughs) it's like this this form you can kind of see the effect in the world but you can't see them and here they are ripping out eyeballs it's terrifying <laughs> well and even the human uh type like before they morph or whatever like they still look creepy too because oh, their yes. eyes are all white because i kind of it seems like a lot of the imagery was inspired by you see like some of those old photographs right whether it's circus yeah, creatures so or, or yeah. just like regular photographs that are just warped in some way like their eyes have some reflection going on so it just looks like they have no eyes and you know just weird right. things like that yeah. and it seems like it kind of took that and ran with that imagery right. it was all really spooky and I yeah. 
really enjoyed it. I know there are a lot of people that didn't. I know it had some bad reviews, but I thought that Tim Burton did an excellent job. I thought the effects were amazing. I love the scene where the girl with the air blows all the air out in the ship. That oh, whole yeah. effect. I thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and But yeah, as the story progresses, it's a matter of like, a little bit of time travel stuff going on there, which is really cool as far as fantasy is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, even some connections with his grandfather at a younger age, um, and then back to where his grandfather is alive. And um, yeah, I, I thought it was all really well done, and I enjoyed it a lot. The one thing that Phil kind of said to me, like or like a missed. Uh, opportunity with the characters progressing is that uh, at a certain point they're at kind of a carnival oh yeah type yeah. place um, which is a great arena for them to have their battle in but I also thought like oh it would it would be interesting if that's the loop they were stuck in was like oh, there yeah. because then they could be themselves and be these kind right. of freakish children yeah. forever you know like they could just stay there but right. because the thread is still kind of out there, right. it leaves that open, so they have to leave. But it would have been interesting, I think, if you were going like the happily sure. ever after of that they just stayed there as these right. circus freaks and performers and stuff and right. just got to use their abilities all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I... I actually thought it was pretty well done. Like, yeah. what is wasn't perfect. Like, there's some things pacing wise, and like, I felt like I wanted them to get there sooner. Like, yeah. it was spent a little bit too much time, and you could tell they didn't really like they wanted to get there sooner, but maybe right. struggled with that. Like, how do we get them right to this island and to these kids sooner? But. Mm-hmm. Um, once it's there, it's really interesting and yeah. great to see. Um, and it I, definitely makes it to where, like, you see... When you see him in Florida and then you see him there, it's like, man, why yeah. would you ever want to live in Florida? Like, right. it sounds terrible. <laughs> you know, like, it, there's yeah. even a joke from uh, Sam Jackson, who actually, he was great. Oh, as God, villain. he was so great. Um, I as far him. as just being, you know, like, he always does a great job with that like Kingsman I thought he was really funny yeah. and uh he makes a joke that you know I had to like pretend to be <laughs> yeah. this person while being in, in Florida, Florida. <laughs> have you ever been there like yeah you know and so yeah it's it's like that world is just it's kind of like with some of the Marvel movies where it's like Thor and they're in Earth and I'm like I want to go back to Asgard or to like show me that place because that's way more interesting like I've seen the regular so much that that's boring to me right so this was the same way it's like I want to get to that school sooner yeah yeah, and I, I guess the only thing that didn't work for me, and I don't know why, I guess I know it's part of the formula or whatever. I don't know why there always has to be a love story, and it felt weird and uncomfortable with these young kids, and it's probably because mm. the only weird, stupid. The only weird thing to me, like their chemistry was good and it fit for the most part, but what's weird is that it was obvious that she had a connection to his grandfather yeah. in his time. Yeah. And so that makes it kind of weird where it's yeah, like... Yeah, it's very weird. So she's just kind of falling in love with the same... 
Well, not only that, it was like a little too fast. It was like instantly, ooh. Yeah, it's like, oh, you look like him, and you're kind of his. You know, it. That's a little too bizarre. It's dumb to me. I don't know what they're. they're, I don't feel like there always has to be a love (laughs) connection. There just can be a good movie. It just can be an awesome fantasy story. Yeah. But I think that's just too much Hollywood pushing a certain like formula of things the way that has to be. Right. But well, and that's one thing that maybe in the book too is more fleshed probably. out, and, and it made more sense. There's more of a connection, right. whatever. But yeah. eh. I could have <laughs> yeah. done without that. That sure. was silly to me. The rest of it worked really well. <laughs> we haven't even talked about Eva Green. She's always amazing. Oh yeah, she's... she was great as Miss Peregrine, and yeah, she's always badass yeah. like she just um, she's flawless but I have not seen her <laughs> in a role where she yeah. sucked or I haven't she'll met, yeah like even in a bad movie or show like yeah. she'll be really good well she's amazing in everything from, yeah. from the, the moment I've seen Eva Green uh, she's she's perfect and she does steal the show for the most part mm-hmm. um, so yeah she was she was great as always um, and all the kids were really good too I didn't feel like any of them were lacking in any way they all seemed to do a really good job so. yeah that's always hard when you have kids as your main yeah uh, yeah which performers. i can't and the main and the main actor in this he's always been good like mm-hmm. i i thought he was great in um uh ender's game and yeah. he's the main character in that as well and uh so i'm curious to see how he progresses as an right. actor because he's pretty and kid actors aren't always good because i can't wait to talk about the one <laughs> in the last film that we're going to be talking about okay <laughs> <laughs> um but no these kids were all amazing and i thought the movie was really good and and creepy and perfect for halloween and if your kids can i don't know stand a little bit of creepiness then i'd say it is like a great family halloween movie to go check out but it is like i it is creepy it does involve eyeballs being yeah you, I'd, I'd say like use your discretion yeah. with that because yeah it's definitely not for really young no. kids so no. if they're if they've seen some scary movies and can handle it then maybe then this might not be so bad. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, one of the creepier ones, I feel like, that's been family-friendly from Tim Burton. So, yeah. Okay, so our next movie is Fourth Man Out. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a different kind of movie from the one we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this one, uh, I, I don't know, I thought it was actually pretty well done, like the... Oh, the comedy didn't feel as much of a like independent movie as I was expecting like there's a lot of those like indie rom-coms that are like you know even uh Jason who was the one who brought the movie to our attention like he said he's seen plenty of movies like that where it's just over the top with all the characters or the message or whatever and this was just like about the friendship right because essentially it's about these group of guys and one of them has known for a while that okay. he's, he's gay and yeah. just is like okay I need to like my birthday's coming up and now's the time to just right. like tell my friends and come out to them right. because they're all so close um, you know even before he tells his parents or whoever else and uh, so it's more about them dealing with it than anything else but right, yeah um, him as well, like, and that's the thing too, is like they have to 
you know, they're soon, they're like, how could he spring this on us kind of thing? But then they have to stop and think, oh, well, what's he going through? Like, we're all kind of pushing him to the outside now yeah. because they're uncomfortable with it. And right. So. But they, and I know this is like, it's a feel good movie. It really is. Like it ends good. Everything's all feel good and happy. It's in some ways a little too convenient. Like there's certain characters who you're like, I don't feel like they would have come around so quickly or, you know, I I do love the parents, the parents though are great because it's like, you know, the mom's just mad. Like, how did you keep this from me? And, and that's her first apprehension about it. It's not like... Because she's the one pushing him to... To date. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like... hook him up with the, the neighbor's You know, which has a parent daughter. Like, and, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, at, to her, it's like, no, I'll love you no matter what, but, right. like, tell me. Right, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it fits, it fits the movie well, I understand mm-hmm. it, because it is, it is really funny. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, it's nice to watch a movie that is so... That is so positive and upbeat and not... I mean, there's movies, obviously, that should have the drama aspect and should, um, you know, attack all those other things and be more, I guess, realistic. But it's nice just to have a feel-good movie that's funny. Yeah, without being too heavy-handed. Because, like, that's part of it, too, is that... You know, he, when he does come out, he's like, you can say the jokes you're used to saying. Like, you don't have (laughs) to sit there and censor yourself. Because the guys are used to, you know, saying things that would normally be offensive to someone who's gay. And then they they have to, like, stop themselves every now and then. And he's like, dude, just say the joke. (laughs) Get it out. Well, and then they're always joking with each other about, oh, that's so gay or whatever. And when he does come out, then they're just, like, all freaked out about it. Sure. I mean, it all is really funny. Which kind of is understandable. It's like, okay, what's where's the line where it's okay to joke about it? And where are you just being, like... Right. Well, it's cool to see them all question it and start to consider their actions and the way they're behaving. Sure. I mean, it it is a really good movie. I liked Mm -hmm. it a lot. And it it goes through a a process of um, the main character doing, like, some Tinder dating. um, Right. Well, it's (laughs) funny how they start to sort of... they're like, oh, well, we'll help you out. And then they're, they know more <laughs> yeah. about the culture than right. he does because they're doing the research or they're, right. they've heard of this app or this app. And he's like, no, you just swipe here, you do right. this. And he has no idea because yeah. he grew up being kind of the shy kid. Right. And so they're just like, oh, we got this, bro. We'll help you. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. But it also brings up the the typical, they go on a double date thing. Yeah. And then the girl's like, well, he's gay, you're gay, what's the big yeah. deal? And it's out? like, yeah. yeah, but he sucks. Like, right. who cares? Like, right. just because he's the only gay guy you right. know doesn't mean that exactly. that's who he's going to like. So yeah. um, I thought that was... Oh, I thought it was all really good. Yeah. Well done, and it yeah. does it in a funny way. And I like how they're also just like dudes and they're like, well, you can just fart in front of your buddies. <laughs> yeah. You can just fart that in front scene, That scene actually was one of the best parts. Because, yeah, he get, they do your montage it. of bad dates. Right. And then he meets a guy who's, it's like, like oh, they probably we hit it off and yeah. that sort of thing. It's the first, like, good date. 
And then they're making out, and he starts farting. Yeah. He doesn't want like, and he does it again. And then it's, and the guy just doesn't say anything, just up and leaves. Uh, yeah. And it's like, oh, it's, it's way like, funny. Yep, it's still gross. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. your date. It's probably not a cool thing to do, period. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it just goes through the whole process, basically, of, um, trying to date now as uh you know as coming out as a gay man and um telling his parents finally towards the end mm-hmm. and even coming to terms a little bit with his best friend who it seemed like there was like some attraction there was you know because obviously with them being best friends like he sure he had an attraction to him but then he's like no, yeah i'm yeah. sorry like that was just a right I was drunk and lonely. Trying to figure not, myself yeah, out. Yeah, it's like, I don't really, like, because right. he said, like, then he kisses him later. Right. He's like, okay, let's just get this out of the way. And he's like, how'd that feel? It's like, like kissing my, my sister or my brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah. that's how close the friends are. Right. So it's like, let's get over this because it's not a real thing. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. The one thing that, like I said, certain things where people coming around too quickly, like yeah. the, the like Bible thumping neighbor yeah, who is end. just all of a sudden like over it just because it's like it's the Fourth of July. It's Fourth of July, so it's <laughs> like know. we're all Americans, what? so that's all that matters, yeah. you know. Like no, uh, the, no, Pretty she sure no. she would have still <laughs> yeah. been yeah. like <laughs> you're going to hell. Son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, so I thought that I, was weird too. I thought that that was a little too much but for the most part it does a good job of not being too over the top with that kind of thing where it's like just pigeonholing characters and all the guys the whole friend the main character all of those guys are really good actors i didn't feel like anybody was lacking and their chemistry seemed to be Mm -hmm. amazing and that's what made it so funny yeah it seemed effortless like they were all friends well, and I think some might see it as a negative that it doesn't really say too much, you know, like right. it doesn't have too strong of a message, but I see it as a positive in that it's Yeah, like, it was nice. It's just like if you want like a pretty funny movie that's right. easygoing and not Right. You know, trying too hard to challenge you yeah. and that sort of thing. It's just yeah, it's just a good comedy picture. It is, for sure. So, well, thanks, Jason, for bringing that to our attention. Yes. I actually we were, really, really enjoyed that one. Yeah, we were going to have him on, but yeah. uh, he had some family things going on. But, um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Yep. So, for our last one, Ray didn't see this one. No, but I'm curious <laughs> to hear um, your opinions. Mr. Mr. Angleton, would yeah. you like to? Well, uh, sure. <laughs> so... <laughs> We went and saw Ouija, Origin of Evil. I hadn't seen the first one. Some people say Ouija. Some people say Ouija. <laughs> it's technically Ouija. <laughs> and, uh, well, I, you know, for a scary movie, I enjoyed it for the most part, like, for most of the, most well, of the movie. Well, Sean was loving it for a while, and I was making comments like, oh, God. Stupid. Oh my god, this is so dumb. And he'd be like, oh no, I think I am. I think I really like this. <laughs> it was cool for it was good. And and uh I think as a whole, it's worth watching probably. It is worth watching. It is entertaining. 
But yeah, for sure. so yeah, it's like this mom and her two daughters, and um, in the sixties. Yeah, in the sixties, mm-hmm. and they're running like a little scam, and like at first because the mother she grew up and her mom used to be a fortune teller, so she grew up around like the fortune telling stuff. So now that she's older like she's running a little scam with her two daughters like doing fortune telling and like doing like fake seances at her house and they have like all these little special effects in their room and stuff to make it look real and she's kind of like scamming people but she justifies it by saying that she's actually making people feel better about their lives and whatnot and uh giving them closure so yeah this mom and her two daughters they're the dad has has uh passed away in a in a drunk driving accident so it's just the mom and her two daughters and like so um yeah then what happened (laughs) (laughs) so um, so yeah it opens up with a they show you a seance where the daughters are participating they have magnets all kinds of stuff and uh kind of giving this old man closure about his wife's death and um the two girls are going to a Catholic school. This is where it gets very weird for me. <laughs> They're going to a Catholic school, and um, the father, the one that runs the Catholic school, which was played by Henry Thomas, Mr. E.T., little boy himself. I thought that was funny. Now he's an old man, which made me kind he's of feel... He's old man. Well, kind of. <laughs> he's a little long in the tooth. <laughs> yeah. He's made, like, a strong connection to the youngest daughter, and, and not, I don't know, it was kind of weird because they bonded, because he lost wife, and he's talked to the little girl, and they have kind of a close relationship. Um, but, uh, so, I'm trying to think of what happens at the school, how it ties in exactly. Well, pretty much the older daughter oh, sneaks okay. out. Yes. And goes over to her friend's house. She goes to a 60s party. Yeah. And they're drinking and break out the old Ouija board. Have a little fun with the spirit board. And then the mom at her friend's house where they're partying comes home. And she gets in a little little bit of hot water with her mom. Mm-hmm. And, and she tells her about the Ouija board. So yeah. And then her mom was like, huh, well maybe that would be kind of a neat addition to our little get up with the fake seances we're doing so she goes and buys one and brings it home and then uh all of a sudden the youngest daughter the the little girl that Miranda did not like her as a child actress oh my god she's <laughs> such a play acty actress you know like a theater actress sure. where she'd be like everything that she said was like she was on a stage. Yeah. The entire movie. I'm not even kidding you. She play acted the entire way. And I was like nails on the chalkboard. And I was just like, oh my god. Yes, yeah, she's cute. Yes, yeah, she's a little girl. But she's not a good actress on screen at all. It was horrible. Yeah, she kind of so she kind of did have like that attitude. Oh my god. With her so with the way she talked, that was kind of just like kind of smug. Or it, it's almost like she's she's. Obviously, a little girl, but she's used to like. She was pa- delivering lines like I'm saying. Well, she's used to like, yeah, like adults, you know, hanging on her every word and stuff. You could tell, but she just, she just had quite the little ego and would talk like it almost. It was oh, kind of weird. It bothered me so bad. But I thought she was good though. I enjoyed the little girl most of the movie. I thought oh, she was a good little God. actress, and uh, 
And uh, so, anyways, though, but this the little girl. She she's she. Uh, you find out. Well, she's got quite a knack for the old Ouija board. Like the first night. Yeah, and she like starts messing with it, but all of a sudden the planchette starts moving her moving around by itself. She and seems to be like the channel, the conduit. So her mom and her are starting. Her mom is actually keeping her from school because she's such a hit. Now that they're bringing in clients, they're raking in the dough. The little girl's like the conduit. She's the one that runs the show, and they ask the little girl the questions, and she kind of controls everything with her. Seems like just like she's the channel or whatever, and, and pretty she's... soon starts like getting possessed to a degree where she's like talking like that person or whatever, right? Like one word, and she's person. and she's also the, at this time channeling the, her father's ghost supposedly that, mm-hmm. um, and like so, um, well, <laughs> pretty soon come to find out that um, she's I don't know. He, you're kind of trying to figure out exactly what's going on with this, but all of a sudden she wakes up one night and her neck hurts really bad, and like she goes downstairs and she's just like, "Oh, my neck hurts, Daddy. If your ghost is there, then, Daddy, what happened to my neck?" Oh and, God, and then, and then, then she looked because the planchette of the Ouija board has like the little lens in the middle that you see the letters through. Well, she looks through that lens. And start seeing weird shit, like, bouncing around the room, like, weird stuff just right out of view. And then she walks over and looks through the little looking glass into the mirror, and there's this fucking way freaky demon. That demon was freaky. It was way yeah, scary. Actually, that scene is scary. I'd have to say, if anything is scary, it's the effects mm-hmm. that we can do. Yeah, the effects yeah. in it are way good. The effects good. are scary. They are. So, I, the story's dumb. Are we going to tell the whole movie and yep. how everything happens then? Yep. Or, okay. Yep, so that whole scene is actually pretty freaky. And they do this effect over and over through the whole thing where her mouth, it's just it's all, all stretched. But it's like her mouth is all stretched open and her eyes are like rolled back because the demon has basically reached into her and he like bends her backwards and basically obviously is possessed or something. And so every time she seems to be like <laughs> not doing anything, her mouth is just like in this weird stretched state of being and her eyes are rolled back like she's watching TV all chilling like that or like <laughs> out of the corner it is freaky it is kind of freaky out of the corner of your eye you can see her doing these like in the background of people doing stuff and this weird whispery thing yeah she's that thing is actually pretty way scary yeah she I like, like the whispers whispers into people people's ears it's just like what <laughs> like sounding all demonic and weird. And then, um, so, um, well, a lot of things happen. Um, oh, their house is about to be foreclosed on, and um, the, the mom and older daughter are sitting out on the porch, like, wondering, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. And the little girl, like, is listening to the ghosts or the spirits, and she... She goes down in the basement and and uh, comes back up and with an envelope, an oh, old bank God. envelope full of money. That and was ridiculous. She's like, "Daddy told me where to find it. He stashed it down there in the basement." And they're like, "What? Where? Show me." So it's a, it's a rock that they, that she removed from the wall, and that's she's like, "There's nothing else in there, though." I checked and like, 
Um, so anyways, like now they have the money and they are able to save their home. And, um, well, later we, we find out that that wall, the hole in the wall is actually goes to a secret room. Or there's some evil Nazi Like doctor, the doctor. Right? They, they kind of like, they, they imply, well, they say like the devil's doctor, which implies that it was Joseph Mengele, the terrible Nazi doctor that mm-hmm. experimented on a lot of twins and stuff. Yes. But, um, but basically the storyline goes that Mengele made it out and he, or the De- the Dr. Devil or whatever made it out of the war and made it to this house and he tortured and experimented on people down in this secret room and that's where all these ghosts are actually coming their from. Mouth shut, so you see that a lot throughout yeah, the movie, these mouths. Remove their voices. So that's why the gaping mouth isn't all that because it's it's all about like the voice trying to speak and that's what haunts people or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, it doesn't have a happy ending. Nope. Uh, the father who's played by Henry Thomas comes and there's this weird point too, where he's like hitting on the mom and the mom is wearing her sexy dress. And there's like this weird thing going on. Oh, not the father, like the priest. Yeah. The the father. Well, yeah, but like father, right. And uh, that's all really weird. It makes no sense at all. And then he shows up towards the end to suddenly save the daughter, and that doesn't go well because he's thrown and his neck is broken, and he becomes possessed, and mm-hmm. it's all silly. Um, to this huge climax where, I don't know, the, the mother's stabbed, she dies, mm-hmm. the older sister's sews the younger sister's mouth shut you think that everything's going to be good yeah she sews her little sister's mouth shut at lightning speed (laughs) she like like you just see that you just see a little hook sewing needle and like and then it it like goes out of the bottom of the screen for for like a split second and then back up as as if with every stab she's like doing a perfect suture like but you know why they couldn't show it well, because it's PG-13. Well, yeah, so I know. So, as a result, it's ridiculous as can be. That scene is stupid. Well, yeah. All they can do is this stupid effect of the mouth or whatever. By the way, there's like this gang of boys sitting next to us that are probably 9, 10, mm-hmm. alone. I couldn't even <laughs> believe it. Freaked out. I don't blame them. I was just like, holy crap, who just lets these little kids go? Yeah, there was some pretty good jumpers in there. Yeah, there was a lot of little kids in that movie. Yeah, that was... It's yeah. kind of messed up. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so it just leaves it, obviously has to have a bad ending and leaves it open because this is the prequel to the first Ouija movie. So it, oh, it, it ends with the oldest daughter in an asylum. And then months later, suddenly, her little sister is there to attack the doctor, and they're going to probably escape, whatever. Yeah, she tears up a corner of carpet and yanks out her tooth and draws in a Ouija board on the floor, the concrete, with her blood, blood, and then (laughs) makes a little planchette out of her hands with, like, a little lens in the middle or something or something, and then... Hello, my... Hey, Doris? Doris? Are you there, Doris? In the little Ouija board, and then so yeah, apparently yeah, Dora she shows up all right, and then then the movie ends when she's about to attack and kill the doctor. So um, yeah, nobody really fared too well in the end. It's worth a watch, I guess. <laughs> 
I guess. Other than some of the acting. Oh, God. I, I'm sorry. I couldn't take that little girl. I couldn't. Like, from the beginning, I even told him. I was like, I can't take this little girl. I, I think I like it. I was like, no. Yeah, was like, she was I good. Don't, don't little like actress. No. I mean, no. classically trained. I had to look trained. to see if she was a stage actress, because that's how oh, she was. Right. And, like, I couldn't find anything. But Soap that opera. is how she totally <laughs> yeah. was. Like, she had just done stage acting. <laughs> yeah. Well. If it, actually, if it had been a different kid actor, it might have been a different outcome as far as the way that I felt about it. On a scale, because it was pretty freaky as far as the effects and stuff. On a scale of one to five hundred seventy-three, <laughs> I give it a three hundred ninety-two. Oh, okay. So. Nice. <laughs> so there we go. That was Ouija Origin of Evil. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for our next movies, we should probably do some more. We definitely have to for, for this month. Yeah, spirit. Yeah. Um, we're thinking about doing so. Uh, we have we have to do the Conjuring too. Okay. Okay. Have to do it. I'm I'm good with have that. To do it. Okay. So we'll do that in the next one, and maybe uh, Black Mirror. Yes. Since uh, more time is that one. Uh, is uh, Netflix picked up yep. new episodes? So there, there's already existing episodes, but they just added some new ones, and it's kind of the modern uh, Twilight Zone type of show. It right. deals more with technology and the dark side of where technology right. could go. And, right. um, and I sounds, I've seen some of the previous ones, but none of the new ones yet. So yeah, I'm I haven't seen the new season. I've seen the first, and yeah, it's very good. It's, it's very solid. dark. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to do House of the Devil. Have you seen mm-hmm. that yet? I've heard. It, I've we heard. have to do that, so that'll be okay. perfect. Okay. For sure. So I think we have <laughs> our our next episode yes, lined up. Yes, it'll be Halloween. Yes. So right on. Be sure to join us for that. Uh, thanks, Sean, for joining us. Dude, thanks for having me, guys. Sorry I only watched one of the movies, but well, now I don't even have to watch the other two. Just kidding. <laughs> I think they sound good. <laughs> But no, it helps because then I I didn't see that one. So yeah, thanks for filling in. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, join us next time and check out RallyShopLocal.com, yes. of course. And iTunes, you can subscribe to yes. Cinema Danger Duo. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.